we've got a great show for you today. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's happening in San Francisco. Uh, some more on Elon Omar. There is verification of what we talked about yesterday. Surprisingly, with the um, uh, with the twelfth imam in Iran, actually turns out to be exactly right. We have evidence on that uh, today. So stand by. Um, first, let me tell you about our cruise through history. We're going on our cruise through history next spring. It is going to be just a rocking time because Stu, uh, Stu and Pat are finally going. Uh, and so with, with Pat on board, you know it's just a wild, wild party. That, There's uh, no question of that. Uh, I am told that probably today or tomorrow all of the uh, cabins will be sold out. We would love to have you on board Please don't miss this opportunity. We're going to the Mediterranean. We're gonna, we're gonna show you things that are quintessentially American that started overseas. We just put it all together. Go, go to comesailaway.com right now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There is something wrong. Uh, Something really, really wrong in the banking sector. And uh, nobody is talking about it. Nobody is explaining it. Uh, And the last time it happened was right before the crash of 08. Uh, and you need to know about it. And if you are, if you are fiscally responsible, if you are somebody who, you know, has a lot of money um, sitting, you know, in the stock market, maybe you don't care. But if you're somebody that really tries to live the right way and maybe live in paycheck to paycheck, now is the time to batten down the hatches. And I'll explain why in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Uh, Holy cow. Um, Big fan of the free market, obviously, and companies can do whatever they want. I mean, I think I'm I'm amending that now when I the more I look into Facebook and Google and see what they've been experimenting on and using us as guinea pigs. Uh, But if a company wants to, you know, support the left and, you know, abortions and everything else, that's fine. They they can do that. I just don't want to do business with them. You when you look at your phone companies, these phone companies have on their board of directors people from La Raza and Planned Parenthood, uh, and they give millions of dollars to these organizations. So every time you pay your phone bill, you're actually going to help. Planned Parenthood, La Raza, things like that. That's insane. What are you going to do? You're trapped. You have to have Verizon. You have to have AT&T, whatever. No, you don't. There is now a phone service that is just as good, uses the same cell towers. Everybody's on the same cell towers now. So they're using the same cell towers. They're going to save you money. You'll get the same great coverage. They'll make it easy to switch. And they don't support those groups. In fact, this is a veteran-led and founded group. Uh, it's called Patriot Mobile. And they actually donate some of their money to help on the First Amendment and gun rights and everything else that you believe in. So please, put your money where your mouth is. 
And if your mouth is on the phone or if your fingers are on the phone a lot, uh, may I suggest you use Patriot Mobile. Switch today. Select your plan and save $180 on the brand new Moto, uh, Moto Z3 Play today. Supplies are limited, so don't wait. But you can choose what company you do business with. Come on over today to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Okay, there is there is a couple of things uh, that uh, you really need to be aware of uh, today, and I want to take you through them. If you'll give me 25 minutes today, uh, I promise you, you're going to get more out of those 25 minutes than anything else you can do today. Let me tell you about something that is happening with the banks and the Federal Reserve that uh, nobody is talking about it. Yeah, they're talking about it on CNBC, but they're talking about it in a way that it doesn't matter to you. This matters a lot. On Tuesday, this week, the Federal Reserve announced that it would offer banks an overnight repo operation. Now, repo is Wall Street jargon for repurchase agreement. Now, when's the last time the Federal Reserve was repurchasing things from banks? Do you remember? It was TARP. It allowed the Federal Reserve to go in and buy, with your money, go and buy different assets that were failing. Now, repo is a mechanism for short-term, generally a one-day loan. This is something that the banks, um, they have to have a certain amount of cash in the bank overnight. And so sometimes they'll just put assets up for sale and they'll say, we need the money for the overnight. And then the next day they repurchase uh, the same asset back. Now, during the Tuesday repo operation, the Fed pledged $55 billion worth of funds available to the banks. And the banks could sell the Fed their assets. Now, they were selling mortgage-backed security uh, securities or U.S. Treasury bonds, and that way the banks would have the cash. On Tuesday, the repo was oversubscribed by more than $5 billion. That means the bank showed up asking for cash, more cash than the Fed thought that they would even need and that number was out by $5 billion. And so they thought, okay, well, there might be a bigger problem here. So Wednesday, now remember, they haven't done this once in 10 years. They haven't done this since the collapse of the market. So the next day, Wednesday, they did it twice, or they did it a second time. This time they said, okay, we're going to come to the table with $75 billion. So if anybody needs money tonight, we'll we have 75 billion. Well, this time the banks showed up and they needed an additional 12 billion dollars over the 75. Now, yesterday, the Fed chairman Powell, he announced a quarter point cut in the uh, in the interest rate. So he's lowering the interest rate and we're going to have to get to that at some point. But he also said they'd do another round of repos last night, 
for another $75 billion. So they haven't done this since 2008. They've done it now three days in a row. That tells you something is wrong. This is the first time since 2009 the Federal Reserve have stepped into the banking banking sector and offered cash. Second, the amount is really significant. The banking sector just asked the Federal Reserve to inject $200 billion into the banks for just operating capital. That's what this is, is operating capital. Overnight lending is bank to bank usually, and it runs a few billion dollars a day across the banking sector. So, you know, Bank of America can call JP Morgan and say, hey, can you just uh, can you just I'm going to swap some assets for some cash. Do you have some extra cash that you don't need tonight just to make sure that, you know, we're stable overnight? And usually it's bank to bank. This is the banks calling the other banks and the banks are like, I don't have any money. I'm going myself to the Fed. Now, the third reason the Fed stepped in here was to control the interest rates and ensure that the Fed's target interest rate of 2% was maintained. Now, since the banks lend money to each other all the time, Bank A needs some cash on hand to cover a given market position or to ensure it meets its cash reserve requirement set by the federal government or the Fed. So Bank B agrees to lend the money by purchasing the assets from Bank A with an agreement that Bank A will buy those same assets back at a future date, most likely in the morning, at the same price plus a fee. The banks do this all the time. And they do it at the Fed's interest rate, their target interest rate. As of yesterday, that was 1.75%. Now, the funny thing about the free market is the free market will tell you what's really going on. So what is the price of money right now with the banks? The Federal Reserve says it should be 1.75%. That's the interest that they would pay to borrow money. However, the interest rates at the bank due to the free market, where the banks were like, look, I don't have the money. How much more? How out of whack was the 1.75 set by the Fed? It was only off by 500%. They were asking 10% fees to loan to the other bank for sometimes 12 to 18 hours. So that's why the Fed stepped in, because they're like, whoa, 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 what is going on here? This is a sign that the banks are very risk-averse, much more risk-averse than the Fed thinks they should be. Now, if the hairs aren't standing up on the back of your neck yet, they should be. This sort of exercise is exactly what happened to Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns in 2007, but it's happening with now the only six banks that we have. The Fed stepping into the market to give more cash unannounced three days in a row screams something is very wrong there is a massive lack of cash at hand we're also already in a very loose and cheap money environment with 
really super low interest rates and trillions in cash that has just been printed and injected in the market by the way of quantitative easing. The fact that the banks need $75 billion of extra cash every day, day after day, is a sign that something is dramatically wrong. Now, here's what we don't know. We don't know why the banks need this much liquidity this quickly. It could be that they just are covering short positions on bonds or energy derivatives that need to be covered given the recent spike in oil. Could be caused by Aramco. We don't know. It could be banks using capital in the short term to cover reserve requirements as part of a quarterly audit. Or it could be many of these banks have overseas investments in stocks and real estate and futures market that are now taking losses and they need cash to cover their margin calls overseas. The truth is, we won't know until the banks are audited sometime in the fourth quarter. Any time the Federal Reserve is stepping directly into markets to inject cash, something has gone very wrong somewhere in the gears of this very complex machine that grinds our economy. One day it could be administrative error or market timing of a set of bonds maturing and they need to be paid off or refinanced. Two days in a row indicates that it's a little more than that, probably covering some short or some, dare I say it, I hate to even use this word, derivative position that many investment banks were in in the crumbling of 2008 and they're in again. But three days in a row? $75 billion a day of new cash needed by U.S. banks? This hasn't happened since the financial crisis. That's banks telling us something is wrong. It's probably more than just a warning sign, more like an exit sign. Get off on this off-ramp. Now here's what's worse. Trump suggests that we need to move the interest rate to zero or negative. This is the worst possible thing we could do right now. It would fuel more speculation and give a bigger bubble on Wall Street. It would also cause trillions of dollars that Europe is now sending our way. And they're putting it all in our stock market and our U.S. treasuries. If we move our interest rate to zero or negative, it would take all of that money and ship it back overseas into Europe and Asia and the Middle East. The more likely Fed response will be more bailouts overnight and nobody will talk about it without the formal quantitative easing. They just give this money to the banks. We are printing money to bail out the banks again. And the last time the banks were doing this to shore up their balance sheets was 2008. It was a warning sign then that we talked about, and very few people recognized it as the time. I'm warning you again. Please recognize this warning signal this time around. (sighs) 
Here's our sponsor, Relief Factor. Uh, I want to talk to you about Relief Factor um, and how it has changed so many people's lives. Over the last couple of weeks, I've told you probably 10 stories, and we have thousands of them in this audience, of people who really thought, I'm not going to be able to do the things I love anymore. From teaching to playing with their grandchildren to writing to playing golf, just not going to be able to do it anymore. May I suggest you try Relief Factor. If pain is changing your life, change the pain. Relief Factor is a way to reduce the inflammation that causes pain, and it works for 70% of those who try it. It's not a drug. And for for $19.95, you can get a three-week quick start to see if it works for you. After three weeks, you'll know. Now, it's not a lot of money to see if you can vastly improve the quality of your life which thousands of our listeners have already. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, I urge you, do what I've done. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. Start there. So, uh... What do we do? Yeah, that's what Pat asked right when we, right when I went into the commercial. He just looked at me and went, "And so then what?" Um, I have been saying for a while, uh, get out of debt, pay your debt down, um, uh, reduce the footprint of your of your life. Um, we have another sign. You know, I talked to Mark Stanf- Sanford last night. And Mark, I I got him on and I'm like, why are you running, dude? What are you doing? We are running against Elizabeth Warren. And uh, we don't need a challenge right now. Mm -hmm. And I I appreciate him. I really respect him. I like him. He was uh, was Cato's most conservative, fiscally conservative governor uh, in the United States. Um, he has stood for constitutional principles and he has stood against the debt like crazy. However, can we not split the party? Mm-hmm. Because if we do, Elizabeth Warren will be the next president of the United States. Almost every time uh, a sitting president is primaried, he loses the general election. Because <sighs> it weakens him. Weakens him. Okay, so I talked to him yesterday. I had him on. I had him on television last night. You should watch it if you're a member of the Blaze TV. Watch it. Um, uh, and I, I tried for the first eight minutes. I'm like, "What are you doing? Why would you do this? I mean, is hmm. is trying to make a point? Is that more important than winning the election? Would you agree, Elizabeth Warren will be much worse?" And he's like, oh, my gosh. He said, Glenn, I am going to vote for Donald Trump. And I'm like, then what are you doing? Right. And he said, and it took me about 15 minutes to really understand. And and I think I really, I think I believe him. I just don't think he should be running for president. He should do it another way. Mm -hmm. Um, But he said, we must alert people. He said, no one in the Democratic Party, no one in the Republican Party, no one is even there hasn't been the word deficit debt or economic catastrophe even mentioned by any of these guys and he's like glenn i am seeing the exact same signs of 2008 
and we have to warn the American people. Now, I agree with him. I just wish he wouldn't be running against the president while doing it. Um, you know, and I talked to him and I said, you know, you, you, I saw a headline in the, in the um, New York Times, Donald Trump's uh, biggest nightmare or, or uh, you know, biggest foe, something like that. And I said it was about, you know, it's about you. Now, I didn't get anywhere in that article about fiscal responsibility and a coming economic collapse. What I got was you are a big challenge to Donald Trump and they're just using. I said, Mark, they will tear if you are standing Mm. on the stage with 10 other Republicans, you might be the first one they tear apart. They're only holding you up to hurt Donald Trump. But he went into some stats and again, we can't kill the messenger. Um, we can question how he's, you know, what horse he's riding in on to deliver this Pony Express. Um, it's the wrong horse. It's the wrong horse. It's the wrong horse. But we do have to talk about it. Um, there is, uh, there are some other signs, not just this, but there are some other signs uh, that he went into that I've done my research, and it's actually worse than what he thought. And every time, every time this one number gets out of balance, it's our GDP to household wealth. Every time that number gets way out of balance, uh, we have a collapse. We have a real financial downturn, a big one. Uh, for instance, uh, 2001, the GDP to household was like 400%. That's way out of whack. Uh, that means corporations are making much more than households are. Uh, then in 2008, it was like 538 which percent, which was way out of whack. It's 1,100% now GDP to household wealth. Never, ever before wow. have we seen this. Okay, we, didn't, we had never seen 400% in 2001. We had never seen... 500 percent at 2008 it's 1100 percent out of whack a correction is coming and most likely a massive correction Mm. so please be fiscally responsible financially responsible uh and uh and prepare batten down the hatches you're listening to glenn beck all right, so you're sitting in the fast food joint, you're eating your burger, trying to get some work done over your lunch break. You got a million things to do. You got don't have a lot of time to do them. You're a little stressed out. You don't even notice the guy at the other uh, the other table who's on his phone. It's normal enough. He's pretty nondescript. You're just trying to get your stuff done. He is too. Unfortunately, it would have been good if you did notice him because he just hacked into your information by using the restaurant's free Wi-Fi connection, which you are also using. This is why you need a Norton Secure VPN. It is a secure tunnel for the information you send and receive online. And it not only keeps cyber criminals like our nondescript friend from having access to your information, but it also blocks companies that want to track your browsing activities. All you have to do is install it. You log in once and then you let it run in the background. 
It's Norton Secure VPN. Browse, browse privately. Secure your connections today. Head to norton.com slash VPN. Protection starts at $3.33 a month for the first year with annual enrollment. It's norton.com slash VPN. Terms and conditions do apply. Mm. Welcome to the program. So glad that you're here. Uh, there's a couple of stories that uh, just caught my eye you remember if, uh, about six months ago when bill gates and everybody was coming out and saying we've developed this new mosquito that we're going to release in the air and it's going to kill all mosquitoes and i was like right don't yeah. do that <laughs> you know hey here's an idea you're not god stop screwing around with the animal kingdom mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. they didn't uh they uh, they decided to do it anyway and the genetically modified mosquitoes that were designed to help population of mosquitoes decrease has actually uh, hatched super mosquitoes. That's great. <laughs> That's wonderful. Right. Right. I think this is kind of like the antibiotic thing. If mm-hmm. if the antibiotics aren't finished and it doesn't finish the job, those germs that survive are even worse. <laughs> That's exactly what they've done now in Brazil. Uh, Apparently, the wild population of mosquitoes did uh, go down for a little while. And then it was right back up to where it was before, which was deadly. Uh, But now they're new super mosquitoes. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. What can super mosquitoes do? Are they Uh, able to leap tall buildings in a single mile? They are harder to kill. Oh, good. And they carry more deadly disease. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so don't worry about it. (laughs) I'm telling you, we are going to wipe ourselves out uh, within the next 20 years. Stupidity. Just sheer Because, oh, you know what? I think we can do that. Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't mean we should. Right. Stop doing that. We're not good with that concept. we're really not. We're not. And I don't understand it. You have DDT. Yeah. Why not use DDT? Uh, I think, you know, the original thing was when we banned it in the 60s. Yeah. Because of the song. Uh, <laughs> because of the song. Big Yellow Taxi. Yeah. Do you remember that? I mean, there was a big movement, and then Joni Mitchell wrote the song, and then they sang Big Yellow Taxi, Pay Paradise, put is, up a parking lot. That, is, song. that was about DDT? Yeah. Hey, farmer, farmer, put down your DDT. I don't care about the I don't care about spots on my apples. Give me the birds and the bees, that kind of stuff. Well, it created this huge thing. Oh, and and then the book, uh what was the book called that was that was written about all that environmentalism in the early sixties? Uh, yeah, by the woman. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh so it created this hysteria about DDT. And and Joni Mitchell really had she played a part in that. Um and then so we banned it here. Later on they found out well, wait, DDT's not doing anything. It, it doesn't hurt anybody. That was... We're still not using mass it, Mass hysteria. Uh, let's bring it back. And they won't. Millions... They won't. Millions of people are dying because we stopped DDT. And because we banned it here, it was racist to allow Africa to use it, so we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't uh, deliver it to Africa so that they could kill mosquitoes. So now 2 million people a year die of malaria. Uh, because of mosquitoes in Africa, because we won't use well, DDT. Well, here's the good news. Here's the good news. Uh, Silicon Valley and and uh, and Bill Gates have used their money to kill off the mosquito population. Now, my question hmm. was at the time, 
Now, mosquitoes are part of that whole circle of life thing that yeah. you've been talking about so much. You know, hey, don't let people kill animals. You know, mosquitoes are animals, too. They're insects, and they're part of that circle of life. And there's, like, uh, trillions of them. Trillions. Tri- little, literally yeah. trillions. Right. And so they're kind of hard to kill off. Right. And what happens, what happens just to, I mean... Excuse me, I, I'm, I'm not a biological scientist, but what happens just to the bat population when mm. all the mosquitoes are gone? Right. And what ha- who eats the bat? What does the bat contribute? What does the mosquito... Tri- Stop it! Mm-hmm. Stop it! You say you care about the planet. Stop it! And so what they've done is they didn't kill the mosquitoes. They made them into super mosquitoes. <laughs> but don't worry. Ah, giant robots are not going to vaporize all of us. No. Uh, also, there's a story yesterday that I, I just I have to get to, and that is a story on Taylor Swift. Yeah, she's the one that I think is going to fix all this for us. Really? She's brilliant. Uh-huh. I think you know if there's one thing you know about about Taylor. Yeah, she's it's her genius. It's, well, it's her genius. Her sheer unadulterated I would genius. now this may come as a shock to you but I don't uh-huh. think she's that smart what yeah I don't think she's that oh, smart oh wow yeah now I have wow. a, I have a reason for that but I want to hear the story well first. yeah she's obsessed now with defeating Republicans mm. she's decided that her <laughs> political inactivity was a was a bad thing now she she thought there would be a backlash if she got into these races back in 2016 because mm. she saw some of the you know, some of the celebrities that went with Hillary, it, back, it backfired on Hillary. Yeah, yeah. She didn't want to do any of that. Uh, but now she's decided that Republicans are so racist and so awful that she must jump, jump into this fight. And, oh, thank goodness and for And help Taylor defeat Swift. them. Yeah. Yeah, thank goodness for She her. said there's nothing, there's literally nothing worse than white supremacy. Nothing? Murder? Is mur- murder? <laughs> I did, genocide? Yeah, well, I, genocide is usually caused by white supremacy <laughs> yes, it unless is. it's done... Uh, unless it's done in uh, China by Mao, right? In much or greater. or uh, or I, Mugabe, Robert Mugabe. Mugabe, yeah, you know, in Africa. But it's usually white supremacy, <laughs> just under a name of like black supremacy. But she talks about how how great it was <clears throat> under Obama, mm-hmm. and we they were so excited to have this dignified person in the White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was excited to vote for him, and now yeah. it's all backfired with this oh, awful boy. person in office, and she's going to mm-hmm. work as hard as she possibly can. To defeat him. Hope she saved her money. Uh, me too. Hope she saved her money. Because you've just cut your, cut your audience in half. Congratulations on that, Taylor. And, Taylor, yeah. it's not like... Uh, it's, it's, it, it's really not like uh, you have anything really going for you when it comes to politics. I don't know if you know this, but you don't, you don't really have anything going for you at all. Uh, including and especially maybe in the brain department, I was at a I was at a private concert of with Taylor Swift. She was the she was the act that came on stage. This was the time 100 most influential people. So you could go all the 100 people could go and, and you could mm-hmm. take a guest. And I was one of the 100 most influential people that year. And uh, Bill Clinton was there. Elton John was there. Elizabeth Warren was there. Van Jones was there. It was, it was all the people that, you know, I feel really uh, comfortable around. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, and and it was like so. It was like ninety nine people and me, <laughs> and their guests. Uh, and uh, wow. uh, 
so Taylor Swift takes the stage. Now, it's not even like a stage. She's just standing in front of the crowd and everybody's sitting in these, you know, at these tables. So she is literally like five feet away from Elton frickin' John. Okay. Hmm. And I would, you know, I would think if I'm, if I'm a performer, I'm a little nervous in front of Elton John, but you're Taylor right. Swift. So what do you care? So she, she gets up and she, she sings this love song and, uh, she stops and she said, you know, I've been thinking and I have, it's only a theory, but I have a theory that love songs are really just poetry set to music. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's powerful. I, I sat there and, wow. and, the, the, and, and I, I know this is demeaning to think, but it was appropriate at the moment. All I thought was, oh, sweetheart, shut up and sing. <laughs> just sing, sweetie. Just sing. Elton John, I can't imagine. Like, and she kind of, she sat there like, yeah. <laughs> waiting for somebody to I, I can't even imagine what Elton John no that's not a theory that's actually what they all are I, I don't know if you know and that and everybody's known that since the dawn <laughs> yeah, of time right you know so... Bernie Bernie Toppin he writes poetry and I set it to music that's kind of the deal Taylor so I'm glad that she's politically active politically now. active now because yeah. uh I have this I have this theory <laughs> that money can be used to buy things. <laughs> wow. Wow. Jeez. Wow, that it is just brought a tear to my <laughs> eye. <laughs> I had never looked wow. at it that way. Um all right, there's a <clears throat> couple of other things um that I think we should get to, and that is Ilana Mar. We have another Ilana do we have the music? Because I think we need the the Alanomar music. There are two stories uh, on Alanomar today. The first one comes from the New York Post, and so let's let's start with this one. Alanomar, Alanomar, Alanomar. According to the New York Post, a Washington, D.C. mom says her political consultant husband left her for Representative Elon Omar. Now, she has filed for divorce, and the Post, <laughs> the Post has obtained that file. Uh, Dr. Beth Minette says her cheating spouse, Tim Minette, told her in April that he was having an affair with a Somali-born U.S. representative and that he made a shocking declaration of love for the congresswoman before he ditched his wife. Uh, the physician, 55, and her 38-year-old husband. Well, that's the problem, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Growing up, Pat, did you ever say, I want to be married to some 55-year-old woman? <laughs> no, I didn't right? actually, no. No, that's no. not the dream of any young boy. That's Strangely, the... I am, though, right now. <laughs> Strangely, right now. yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, the physician 55, 38-year-old husband uh, who worked for left-wing Democrats such as Omar and, shockingly, her Minnesota predecessor, Keith Ellison, who also hmm. happens to be the attorney general in Minnesota, uh, she said that they split. Uh, the defendant met Omar while she was uh, while he was working for her. Although devastated at the time by betrayal and deceit that preceded his abrupt declaration, uh, the defendant loved him and was willing to fight for the marriage. 
However, the uh, the guy said, that's not really an option for me, sweetheart. And uh, he left. Now, she has paid Tim Minette, this this young squeeze of, of hers, <laughs> approximately $230,000 during the campaign since 2008 for fundraising consulting. I don't know how you make $230,000 uh, $230, for this. Uh, for instance, if you look at other candidates uh, of the same kind of size, they've paid consultants in the neighborhood of 40 bucks. <laughs> so uh, something's going on. Now, uh, Beth Minette said she is asking for primary custody of her children because of his extensive travel with Omar, which isn't part of his job description. She said um, uh, he used to work very, very long hours. Uh, I bet he did. Yeah, I bet, I bet he did. Uh, he was preoccupied and emotionally volatile. Uh, the problem that she really has, and this says something about uh, Elon Omar, when she went on a, a business trip herself, Tim finally found himself not traveling that week. And uh, he went out to dinner at the couple's favorite restaurant. I mean, Tim and his wife, their favorite restaurant, with the kids. So it was Tim oh. and Elon Omar oh, with wow. his kids while mom is out of town. And then he says, you know what? Why don't we all go back to the house? She thinks that might have been an error in judgment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Huh. Now, something has <laughs> happened to uh, her new boyfriend. Uh, he is kind of uh, kind of moved in now, and uh, he's occupying Elon Omar's husband's space because she was married at the time, too. Uh -huh. But... The husband of Elon Omar has recently lost his political job. Wait until you hear the details of that story coming up. Elon Omar. Okay, remember the Flintstones? I used to love the Flintstones, except I never understood their cars. I mean, why push those big rock wheels with your feet? You know what I mean? But, hey... Things were simpler then, you know? They were mm -hmm. just easier. Now you got to lose your keys and you got an engine that you could go wrong all the time. They didn't have that. You know, probably spent a lot of, with podiatrists, but they didn't, they didn't have to take their car into the shop. If your check engine light comes on, uh, you're apt to be looking at thousands of dollars to fix whatever complex little thing just went wrong that Fred Flintstone never had to worry about. But Fred Flintstone didn't have car shield. You do, or you can. Car Shield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair amazingly simple. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work, which frequently isn't the option elsewhere. They also provide 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. Car Shield, their administrators have paid out close to $2 billion in claims. So don't let your check engine light change your life. Get covered by the ultimate extended vehicle protection like I did. Call 800-CAR-6000. Mention the promo code back and visit carshield.com and use the promo code back. You'll save 10% if you remember that promo code. It's carshield.com. Promo code back or 1-800-CAR-6000. You're listening to Glenn Beck.
you know, um, and maybe we should start a new segment on those things that just really feel good. Uh, and and maybe you know, like guilty pleasures, you know, like getting up in the middle of the ice cream uh, in the middle of the night and having a bowl of ice cream. Uh, it it shouldn't feel good, but it <laughs> does feel really good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the EPA, Trump has said to the EPA that they needed to slap San Francisco with some violations related to their homeless uh, populations. Um, he has uh, he's told the uh, Environmental Protection Agency uh, to give San Francisco notice related to the tremendous amount of pollution floating into the ocean from the city's storm tr- uh, sewers. Um, you know, hypodermic needles are littered in the sewers there. They're polluting the sea. Uh, and he said there's a terrible situation <laughs> in Los Angeles and San Francisco, and we need the And EPA. there is. Yeah. It's an EPA it. disaster. Right, and they have to clean it up. We can't have our cities going to hell. Now, <laughs> so great. Yeah, I mean, I don't That's like great. it, but it it's like a big slice of chocolate cake in it's the middle of the night. It's why he got elected. <laughs> yes, it is. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Uh, buying a, a home can be a great experience, can be an awful experience. Real estate conditions are looking excellent for most of the country. Equity is on the rise. Seconds. Rates are low. Prices are affordable. And your dream home may be within reach, whether it's your first home, your next home, or your forever home. But I want you to be fiscally responsible. Don't buy more home than you need. Don't get yourself backed up. The people that can really help you um, and and really look at your financial goals and help you get the right loan for the right house is a family-owned and operated uh, service that I have known for about 10 years. It's AmericanFinancing.net. I trust these people. I trust them enough to recommend them to you and use them myself. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. California lawmakers have passed a resolution calling on all religious groups, including Christians, to embrace the LBGT worldview. This is something maybe we should hear more about. Also, the White House and the DOJ has floated background check proposal amongst Republicans. We'll give you that story and what it means and what people are saying about it. And a professor at the University of South Carolina... Uh, has said this trade war is actually working on China. He believes that China is about at the doorstep of economic collapse. Is that a good thing? More destabilization in the world. We're going to talk to uh, Professor Z. He is he was a guy who originally was educated and graduated from Peking University in Beijing. He knows China. He knows what an evil empire they are and what game they're playing and it's a game of chicken and he says almost certain death for china we will do that in one minute this 
is the Glenn Beck Program. Tacovas. Tacovas makes great Western wear. They make great cowboy boots. They make great jeans, shirts, belts, bags, everything you could imagine. But very, very high quality, but really an incredibly low price for the quality that you're receiving. It's about half the traditional retail price. And that's because they've they've cut out the middleman. They serve directly to you. Now, they are doing something they've never done because they don't discount the prices because they're already so very, very low. But when you make a purchase of $150 right now and you enter Beck at the checkout, they want to give you a gift thanking you for for trying them and for looking at their website. They've been really impressed by this audience, and they want to give everybody who buys something a gift. So if you buy $150 or more, you enter Beck at checkout, you're going to get a free hand-stitched calfskin card case. It's a great wallet. You can carry your cards and your cash in it. It's perfect. It's about a $50 value, and you can get it now free with any $150 purchase just for the listeners of this program and only until September 22nd, which is next week, is it not? So visit tecovis.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, tecovis.com slash Beck. Find your pair and remember, enter the promo code Beck at checkout at tecovis.com slash Beck. Boy. You want to talk about a guy who's done nothing with his life. Listen to this. Dr. Frank Z. Graduated from Peking University in Beijing, China, with a bachelor's degree in earth science. Then he was admitted to graduate school of Peking University to study geochemistry and cosmochemistry. He then attended Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, and he pursued a doctorate in chemistry in the mid-1980s, and then he continued to get an MBA in finance, oh, and a PhD in marketing from the Robinson College of Business at Georgia State University. He's... Guys, have I mean, no ambition. It's I embarrassing. Mean, it really is. It's embarrassing. I went to Yale for a semester, and I'm a doctor. I have a doctorate. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know and I have, a, I have a doctorate in humanities, <clears throat> which means I can treat any problem in the entire human body. No, oh, is that what that means? That's what it... Oh, wow. Pretty sure that's wow. what it means. Uh, Dr. Z, how are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Glenn? <laughs> I'm very good. So I've been really concerned about the tariffs with China. I'm very concerned about the China 2020 and 2025 plan. Uh, The things that they have been doing really since the year 2000, and none of us have been paying attention to. Uh, They they are uh, positioning themselves as a country of great strength. But I read an article from you this last weekend that says... No, you think that they are about to collapse. Yep, yep. Tell me about it. Well, the, we we know that the, the trade war, that, that the so-called trade war, is actually uh, President Trump's you know uh, action against China's unfair trade practice. You know, have been have been ongoing for about two years now, one and a half years now, and it is working. As uh, as I said, as you said. You know, it's working because, you know, it targets directly to the weak spot of the Chinese communist regime. They have been exploiting, you know, American uh, American generosity, you know, and benefiting from trade with the U.S. with a huge surplus. And that is one thing. On the other hand, 
as you said, in their uh, Made in China 2020-2025 program, is actually a state-sponsored, you know, uh, action to steal uh, technologies from the United States. It's not that China is trying to develop its own indigenous technology to develop its own economy. That's fine. That's normal, right? That's what every country should be doing. But in, in Chinese case, the regime actually, you know, has a systematic way of stealing, you know, technologies from the U.S. and forcing U.S. companies, you know, to give them, to turn over the technology to them in exchange for market access. Yeah, they have, they have, I mean, I think this is the biggest robbery in human history uh, that has been going on. They have been, they have been stealing technology and really uh, raping the United States and the rest of the world for this technology. But I have read that China is not in the position we used to think China, well, they're never going to be able to make anything quality. And they've also not been able to um, uh, take that technology because they have a theft mentality, not a creation mentality that they're not going to be able to uh, do anything on their own. And I've read recently that that's not true, that they have they have improved many of the products and many of the things themselves and are not in the same position as they were 20 years ago. Do you agree with that? Uh, to a degree. I think they are they are making progress towards quality, you know, to, uh, uh, to made, made their products more durable. But uh, but still, it still lacks the the precision and uh, let's say the, the long-term quality of American products or Japanese products. You know. So we uh, we have this trade war going on, and um, I'm very concerned what it's doing to our economy. But you say that this is almost suicidal uh, for the Chinese because while we can replace those products, you know, at a higher rate. They don't replace the products from, from coming from America. Uh, one, they, I don't think they, uh, we're paying a much higher rate. You know, maybe we can see slightly higher rate you know, in the beginning. And, but in the long run, or even the midterm, mid-term uh, run, you know, we'll see uh, the price not going to be rising on the rise. As, seen, as we have seen, over the one and a half years, the, we haven't seen the inflation in this country yet. You know, we don't have, we don't see that. That's because in China, the the made in China, this world factory, their the wages is, has gone up so fast, so so much now, because the Chinese government basically printed tons of money, mm-hmm. you know, lots of money to inflate the uh, uh, to inflate the currency, mm-hmm. and and making the making the economy look good and to stimulate the, the economy. But the people's wages are, they are actually, the, the real actual wages is going down. But on the surface, at least in Chinese currency, uh, RMB, renminbi, you know, uh, they seem to be making more. And it costs more. The, actually, the cost of labor is, is increasing. Now that China is not as competitive as the Vietnam or Bangladesh or India because, uh, because of rising inflation over there. So in that term... Since those uh, war factories, you know, plants are actually relocating, the supply chain is moving to Vietnam, to Indonesia, India, or other countries, Southeast Asian countries. So the price that we can anticipate in this country, I don't think it's going to go up that much, for one. 
You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, we can buy things, you know, that can replace Chinese imports, but China cannot replace American imports. They depend on us on some things like as high as those high-tech technologies, communication, computers, you know, satellite, airplane components, all those high-tech stuff, as well as the low-tech stuff, you know, agriculture products. Nobody can produce, you know, so much soybeans or pork bellies or corns as cheap and as good as American farmers. And China needs that. You know, the, the, the pork price has gone up so much in China. Now people are really complaining. Right, and they, they just released a huge amount of pork reserves that they had. I didn't even know people had pork on reserve, but they have freezers, you know, I don't know where, uh, yeah. thousands of them, and they had to release emergency pork reserves. Right, but they call it a strategic pork reserve. I think it's ridiculous. You know, you have strategic petroleum reserve, that's fine. But pork reserve, I mean, you can't storage that the pork for too long, right? I don't know the exact... <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm hoping the United States has pudding reserves, because if things go to hell in a handbasket, I still need my pudding. <laughs> um, but that's a that's a different story. Um, their their um, banking sector is shady. Their uh, their GDP report is shady. I have always heard that they can't survive under eight percent GDP, and they are around four according to their own reporting. Exactly. So, so that eight percent is is a false. I can tell you the the old Chinese economic numbers. You know, don't you can't trust them. Okay, they so are- so what does this mean if they are indeed this unstable? What does this mean? What is coming to China? What and how will that affect the rest of the world? Well, if this is so unstable, it's because they falsify those numbers, including the correct the numbers, the, correct. the consumer price index, the CPI numbers, and uh, the bad debt numbers in banks, and they they cannot sustain that anymore. And now with the the factories, the supply chains moving out of China, the unemployment is going up. And uh, we believe that there are tens of millions of people being out of job right now. But isn't th- isn't this why they have the social credit scores? They work so hard to get that into place by 2020 because they're afraid of their own population. And they knew if they started to go unstable, they would have to have a way to control their populations or there there might be a revolution. Exactly, you are exactly, absolutely right. Yeah, they are afraid of people. I think that's really the, it's the regime. It's not the Chinese people. It's the regime that's against its own people. They want to use this technology, you know, face recognitions or, you know, those AI technologies to monitor people, the social credit scores you have, you know. you If you are on their blacklist, if you are like a democracy activist, or religious, you know, religious leaders, or religious, religious people, you know, people. If a Falun Gong practitioners, if underground Christians, Tibetans, you know, Uyghurs, you know, you cannot because they put on a social credit score on you and in the system, they can recognize you while you're on the street. You know, you you cannot be, uh, you cannot freely buy, you know, airplane tickets or you know, high speed train train tickets. So, let, let me ask you this question, uh, and I'm running out of time, and, and I thank you so much for your, your comments today. Um, but uh, if, 
I have heard that even though Z is now um, in the Constitution as a ruler for life, that he is losing a lot of support in the Communist Party because things are not going well with the economy and things in Hong Kong are getting out of hand. And he was the guy who said, I won't let any of this happen. Is there a chance that President Z is in trouble from a, for a coup or anything like that? Yeah, it's very likely. I think it is that the power struggle is ongoing right now, and uh, those hardliners, you know, the Maoists, you know, the hardline, you know, communists, they are actually, you know, uh, putting a lot of pressure on him. You know, they accuse him of on, on the failure of the trade war and the problem situations in Hong Kong and uh, the downward spiraling economy, and uh, there is a struggle there. I think the one only option for him is uh, if he had the guts. Like uh, Gorbachev, you know, or Yeltsin mm-hmm. in Russia, he should really abolish this uh, party mm-hmm. and start uh, over. But otherwise, this is the whole economy and the party itself, the regime, the communist rule, are all going down the drain as we, as we see it. Dr. Frank uh, Z, thank you so much. Professor of the University of uh, South Carolina. Uh, you can find his, uh, his article, China Faces Economic Collapse Decoupling from World Markets. Uh, it is a fascinating read. Thank you very much, Doctor. Appreciate it. And if that guy would get himself an education, yeah, imagine how good he'd be. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just spend a couple more years in school. Too lazy. Honestly, uh, lazy. Right. It'd take me like six hundred lifetimes Sad. to get all of that education. <laughs> uh, this year, we may be on the worst year uh, ever on that track for data breaches. This is according to a research and security firm that claims that more than thirty-eight hundred data breaches were reported in just the first six months of this year, and just eight of those exposed more than three point two billion records. Eight out of the thirty-eight hundred. That's nearly 80% of all records exposed so far in 2019. There are so many ways that cyber cyber criminals have way of taking what's yours. And it's up to you to take that fact in hand and defend yourself against them. And and the easiest way to do this uh, and the least expensive way, I think, is LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, keeps you informed if and when someone out there is trying to get a hold or sell your information online. And if there is a problem, they have a U.S.-based restoration specialist that's going to work to fix it. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and get an extra 10% off your first year by using promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head over to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BACK for an extra 10% off. That's LifeLock.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. Global warming and eugenics. Why was CO2 chosen to blame uh, for global warming? That coming up with Dr. Timothy Ball in just about 40 minutes from now. Uh, This is the guy who has proven that hockey stick chart was a total fraud. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 He was actually actually, uh, sued. And so he went to court and said, okay, I just need the scientist to turn over his data and I can prove it because this is... This is how I figured out that it's wrong. And so I just need to see his raw data and I can prove that I'm correct, Your Honor. 
So the uh, judge said, well, you got to turn that all over. And the scientist said, uh, no, uh, no, I'm going <laughs> to uh, I withdraw right. my lawsuit. Withdraw my lawsuit. Wow. Yeah. So he's on uh, with us in just a few minutes because there's a there's a lot going on with global warming. And and one of those things is there's a lot of people that are very, very sad that we only have 12 years to live uh, before it's all over. And uh, they're actually starting now. Uh, like many AA programs, uh, counseling programs for people who are very concerned about global warming. <laughs> and uh, what I don't think is included in in those sessions is shut up. It's not happening. <laughs> no, it, we, it... we have longer than 12 years. OK, mm-hmm. it's we, we may have 1200 years. I mean, Jesus could come back in 12 years. But the sun's not going to spiral into the earth in 12 years. It's not going to happen. Relax. Isn't it amazing that even the scientists who did that report, the report they keep citing about the the 12-year thing, they have come out and said, that's not what we said. Yeah, I know. That is not what we were saying in that report. We didn't say we have 12 years. And they, but they just keep repeating the same lie over and over and over again. The press and the left, they don't care. They really don't the, not at all. care. It they, doesn't have to be real. No, not, none of it. Look at, the, well, look at what the New York Times with Kavanaugh. It doesn't have to be real. They just, if, as long as they keep saying it. I mean, I hate to bring this name up, but I do believe that it was Adolf Hitler that said, if you just say a big lie over and over and over again, eventually everybody believes it. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing. And, and the kids all believe it. I mean, it doesn't matter where you go to school. It it doesn't matter uh, where you've come from in in a political, socio-political uh, arena. They all believe it. They all believe it. I mean, there might be a few exceptions, but if you've been through public school in the United States, you've been pretty well indoctrinated that global warming is real. I got that with my own kids, uh, at least one of them. Is just <laughs> totally into it. Yeah. She's totally sold on global warming, and uh, I keep telling her, I it's like have... 0.9 degrees. It is not catastrophic. It's not a catastrophic problem. How do you account for the global warming and the global cooling in the past? Did you see the story that came out yesterday about you know all of the emergencies that didn't happen? Yeah. In the past? Yeah. Uh, I saw it on the Where blaze. Where they were wrong over and over and yeah, over again? I saw it on the blaze yesterday. Let's see if I have it. Do you happen to have it? I do. Yeah. yeah. In 1967, in the yeah. Salt Lake Tribune, dire famine by 1975. Dire famine forecast by 19... 19- it's already too late, was the sub-headline. <laughs> uh, Salt Lake Tribune, also 1967. Everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue steam blue by 1989. Steam. Wow. Wow. Do you remember that day? I don't. I've completely <laughs> forgotten it. Yeah. Uh, the New York Times in 1969. Foe of pollution sees lack of time. The trouble with almost all environmental problems, according to Paul Ehrlich, the population biologist, is that by the time we have enough evidence to convince people, you're it's dead. It's too we, late. We must realize, unless we're extremely lucky, everybody will disappear in a cloud of blue steam in 20 years. Oh, <laughs> okay, and he right. is still still babbling it. He is still a leading scientist and leading yeah. thought figure for the left on what's coming, and he's wrong every, every time. time.
But only every time. Right. <laughs> it's right. not more than that. Right. I mean, you know, the blue steam thing, <laughs> you know, he was close. Really close. He was close. He was Almost red got steam. That it was red <laughs> steam that we all disappeared in. But I don't know why people are listening to this. More in just a second. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I want to talk to you about Relief Factor and the pain that you don't have to live in anymore. We all have pain, uh, whether it's joint pain, knee pain, uh, you know, an old football injury, a war wound, or just, man, it sucks getting old. We all have pain, some more than others, but there's no reason to live in it. There's no reason also that you have to be addicted to some sort of drug that is just making you foggy all day and sleepy. Try Relief Factor. Relief Factor. It's 100% natural. It isn't a drug, and it's nineteen ninety five. You can get a three week quick start for nineteen ninety five. So you can take it as directed for three weeks. See if it makes a difference in your life. It reduces inflammation in the body, which is the source of the pain. And seventy percent of the people who try it order more month after month after month. I do. I've been taking it for a year and a half, and it's totally changed my life. Relief Factor. Relieffactor dot com. Eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. Eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. Relieffactor dot com. Now, I don't want anybody to. I don't want anybody to think that this is a violation of the First Amendment at all, because it's not. It's just common sense legislation from California. California lawmakers have now passed a resolution um, uh, telling religious groups, including Christian pastors and and churches, to embrace the LGBTQ worldview, even if it contradicts the moral (laughs) values of those religious groups. I see. So if you've got some religious beliefs that the LGBTQQIA2 plus society yes. doesn't agree with, you've got to switch to theirs. You Forget yours. Switch. Right. And you're, just yours. Re- you're required by law, but hmm. the law is just and right. And you are not. Huh. See, that's what people forget. Right, yeah. You yeah, got yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you got the Bible thing. That's whatever. Cute. It's but, cute. It's cute and it's old. It's old, it's dusty. You right. think the federal document It is adorable, right? It it's is adorable. adorable that some it of these cute little people believe that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what, I love what maroons. Yeah. I just, a, they are adorable. Oh, There's no other are. word for them. They are. Sometimes I just oh, like boy. to bring them over and just talk to them. Like, give them a so, hug. Tell me something else. Tell me something else. Squeeze their cheeks. Yeah. You were so cute when you said those things <laughs> who died for your sins who died for your sins oh i love those people i'm so glad that california lawmakers have seen through that whole thing yeah thank you uh anyway so they want the they, smoke screen of religion <laughs> is finally clear mm-hmm. so uh <laughs> the uh the democrats what a surprise and can you tell the difference between the two in california the Democrat nope. uh, Assembly Concurrent Resolution 99, uh, introduced by Democratic Assemblyman Evan Lowe, mentions what many believe are problems with so-called conversion therapy or counseling for people struggling with same-sex attraction. The resolution calls on all Californians, including religious groups, to embrace the individual and social benefits of family and community acceptance of LGBTQI people. That is amazing. Right. The legislator calls upon religious leaders to counsel on LGBTQ matters, 
from a place of love. Oh, man. We've already done that. We but, have. I mean, some of those cute little Jesus people. <laughs> they already say that he said they should love everybody. Yeah, but they don't mean it. <laughs> they don't mean it. They don't mean Not it. Not for a minute. No, they don't Thank love. Thank you, California. Yeah. I don't need your thoughts, your <laughs> prayers, or your love, except for the mandated by law love. Yeah, that love. We that do. love. Yeah, okay. Because you got, you know, you've got Jesus. Yeah, you got cute. God. Mm-hmm. You got his book of rules. It's so it's so cute compared to the the California uh, state and its laws. When you start looking at the regulation of California, you're going to start to see a divine plan. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a religion. Yeah, it is. It is a religion. It absolutely is. You must comply. You must comply. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the left doesn't see that they have become. The people who locked Galileo up in the tower. Absolutely. I mean, they say that they're for Absolutely. science. They're not for science. Look, I can read a thermometer. I can look at climate change. Uh, I can also look at the history. I can also look at all of the failed predictions of your doomsday sayers. You know, mm-hmm. where where is this climate change? Point nine is not a catastrophe. You can't even, and I know there's a difference between weather and climate, but you can't even predict what's going to happen at the end of next week, let alone tomorrow, let alone a hundred years from now. You, You are just living in a world of lies now between climate change, this gun control stuff, none of these things that they're suggesting are actually going to change anything. It won't change anything. And they know it. Can we have a real conversation on what some of the problems are in our society? Everything, if you don't believe it, their high priests will come and they will get you. They will silence Mm. you because you're a heretic. And I hope the left is waking up to this. I No, not the left. I hope the Democrats are waking up to this. You are in bed with really dangerous people who will come after you and your family if you don't confess your sins. NBC is giving you an opportunity to do that right now. Shut up. No. I, really? Yeah. They, uh, yesterday they launched... A climate confessions <gasps> section oh, meant to have... gather anonymous admissions of alleged guilt. I feel like I need some uh, church of music. Uh... <laughs> Even those who care deeply about the planet's future can slip up now and then. Oh, my goodness. Tell us. Confess. Where do you fall short? Confess. Preventing climate change. Oh, my God. Do you blast the AC, throw out your lo- half your lunch, grill a steak every week? Now, I'd say it's closer to every night. Uh, share your anonymous confession with NBC News. Do they call this? This would be it's a clever amazing. name for this for NBC wow. News. Takalata to Takamata. What do you think? <laughs> Where good. you can confess. Like Takalata to Takamata. And uh, it's no, con- I mean, it, yeah, okay. It is an inquisition. You're going to confess or we're going to kill you. But if you confess, we might also kill you. <laughs> It just depends. Well, it's just, how bad are your sins? How bad are your sins? Yeah, some people so, are going to have to go. You know, Pat, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I am not only a doctor, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I am also a reverend. 
I, I actually I, do know that. I am a yes. reverend, Church of Universal uh, uh, Universal Life, Modesto, California. So I am a... Cost us 25 bucks to get those. No, it's $50 between the two of us. Right. So I could hear your confession. You could hear mine. Uh, uh-huh. But I am a reverend doctor, Glenn Beck. Wow. Uh, which you don't have the doctorate. Could so. you hear Al Gore's confession? Uh, I could. Does he, does he want to confess? Does he have something? Let me close the curtain here so nobody knows who he mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I've clo- <laughs> closed it. Now, Al, welcome. Forgive me, Glenn, for I have sinned. Yes. It's been 64 years since my last confession. Now, this is a climate confession. Exactly. All right, confess. I have flown private jets all over the world. Right, right. Indiscriminately. Oh, boy. I ride fleets of SUVs wherever I go. Mm-hmm. And several years ago, Glenn, I sold out my principles for money. <laughs> now they're... When I sold my company to the oil barons in Qatar. Right, right. I also won an Academy Award for duping but stupid people with my climate <laughs> hysteria. But they were so stupid, they didn't know they were being demeaned. Mm. Mm. Now, Al, I ran out of Hell Marys that you could say uh, just on the <laughs> yeah. the airline jet mm-hmm. uh, thing. So I I think we're going to have to I think we're going to have to have you executed. But <laughs> but only for the religion. Only I've also for planted the religion. 14 trees for climate 14 offset. 14 trees. For the carbon offset. Wow, yes. that is beautiful. If that saved my life. Yeah. I mean it with 14,000 trees. So let me, let me ask you this, Pat. Uh, if, uh, if you had something to confess, like you had a hamburger, because mm-hmm. that's really what they're asking, isn't it? Well, yeah. Like a grilling a steak a week? Come on. No, but that's what NBC but is. But that's what they are asking. They about, are yes. asking for people to yes. give their climate confession. Yeah. Do you need any more evidence that this has become a religion? A religion? Oh, absolutely not. They it's, have replaced God. This is Nietzsche. Yeah. God is dead. So what are you going to replace him with? The climate. Yeah, Gaia. Yeah. They have replaced uh-huh. it. And now NBC, these people who hate religions, well, except for Islam. Uh, they hate religion, mm-hmm. but they are now making themselves a pastor in the church of progressivism. It's exactly what's happening. It's exactly what's happening. And I have to tell you, I've had steaks. I've had hamburgers. I've had steaks and hamburgers on private jets. Whoa. Yeah. And I loved every second. <laughs> wow. And I wish I could take every listener on a private jet with a steak <laughs> and a hamburger. And I, if we could, we'd do it every single day. And I feel good about it. I feel really good about it. I don't it. think there's any amount of Our Fathers or Hail Marys. No, I'm not asking would, for any. Yeah, it, no, that, I'm not asking work. for anything. It wouldn't work. No, and I, but I don't <laughs> think I need them because I enjoyed them. And quite frankly, you liar, so have you. <laughs> <laughs> so have you. Want to come over to my house and we'll feel bad about it and we'll barbecue this weekend, have some yes. steaks? Okay. Yes. All right. We'll talk about the global warming. Uh, by the way, we have uh, Dr. Timothy Ball, who is an environmental consultant. Uh, he's the guy who disproved the hockey stick thing uh, and uh, then was sued because he was lying. And then the guy who was suing him when he said, okay, great. It just means you need to turn over your, uh, you know, all of your equations so I can I can show you where you went wrong. That's when the guy who was suing him said, I think I'm going to drop this lawsuit. 
So we have him on here in uh, just a second. He's going to show us how eugenics and uh, uh, and uh, global climate change is next in your hymnal. All right. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about Simply Safe. We have talked to you about Simply Safe since I, I think they had like five employees when I first talked to Simply Safe. And there was this revolutionary new idea that you didn't need to buy this really expensive. How much did you pay for your, you were paying like 55 bucks for I was for paying your, 60 bucks a month, yeah. 60 bucks. Before I switched. 60 bucks a month. Yeah, it's crazy. How much you pay now? Uh, $15. 15 $15. <laughs> but, but $15 plus. Plus just $15. Yeah, but you got a big contract. No, I don't have to sign a contract with uh, Yeah, but the people came over and they wired. No, they just sent me the system and I installed it myself. Uh, Yeah, but you had a salesperson in your house. They did not have a salesperson. No, nobody came to call. Mm -mm. Yeah, but the other one is $60. Right. Yeah, which I didn't enjoy paying. A lot of people may. I, I really didn't. Why should I listen to you? Picky. You're a cl- you're a you're a climate rapist. Denier. Den- and yes, and rapist. Yes, having your hamburgers. <laughs> anyway, don't listen to him. Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafebeck.com. You're going to get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a $100 value. You'll have eyes on your home 24/7 and video evidence if somebody tries to get in. Get your free HD security camera now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. You know, this is a really good, uh, really good example of of what I said to you, that everything that you thought was solid will be liquid and everything will be liquid will be solid and the world will be upside down. Let me give you a couple of stories here. First of all, Saudi oil attack. This, according to CBS News now, approved was approved by Iran's supreme leader. So what we told you yesterday now, it may have. It may have come with more credibility, you know, when we did it yesterday because we were talking to the 12th Imam from the well. Yeah. Um, the well that he fell down in the first place. Yeah, in 873. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, Actually, he, was, he didn't fall. He's the 12th Imam. Yeah. But his mom put him, put him, put him in the put well. Put the Imam right. down and, there. And she said she's coming back. At yeah, some she point. did. So, the, so, so many of the Iranians are waiting for the 12th mom to return. He's waiting for his, his mom, mom to return. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of cute the way the whole thing is working. It out. Is. Anyway, uh, what we told you yesterday that this was coming from the Supreme Leader is true now. Uh, it did. Um, and we'll give you more on that. Saudi Arabia, they are still... Uh, uh, they have struck back. Uh, we are still looking at uh, uh, other things that we can do. Um, I think we are. It's interesting that we are holding off. Bolton yesterday said that by Donald Trump not striking after the drone strike, we have taught them to do this. I don't know if that's true. Usually mm. it has always been true, but I, I don't know if that's true this time. I, I don't know what to do. We're in a bad situation here. That's the thing. I don't either. But listen just... to this. Listen to this. Okay, so, you know, the uh, Saudis were going to put up their entire oil system, Aramco, that is privately owned by the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. It pays mm. everybody in Saudi Arabia. That's how they keep all of those crazy people in line. They've just given them cash. Everybody is living off of oil cash. Up until recently, 
Remember when I said everything would be upside down and you wouldn't recognize the world? Well, here it is. Uh, Saudi Arabia is hemorrhaging cash and they're out. They have no more money. Wow. Think of that. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Is broke. Because they weren't saving their money. Mm-hmm. Instead, what they were doing was Just paying distributing the, it to the people. Paying the population. Yeah. Women in Saudi Arabia don't work. So 50% of the population is out of the workforce already. Retirement age in Saudi Arabia for men is 55. Saudi men are allowed to opt out of working in the oil industry and can hire somebody, generally an Indian, an Ethiopian, somebody else to work for them. So they're getting paid. The deal is you got to work for Ramco. Well, these guys are getting paid and they're like, I've got so much money. I'm just going to hire some foreigner to do it. So they don't work. They don't have any kind of history of working. They've hired people from other countries to come in and work. And more than 38% of the Saudi population believes what the UN would call the poverty line, even though the stated GDP capita is among, among the highest in the world. So they've got all kinds of issues. And to show you how bad things are, uh, they have tried to do an IPO of their oil system uh, I think this is the third time now. The first time they were trying to raise $2 trillion. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, they, they thought they could. And wow. uh, they only, when they offered the first IPO, $50 billion is all they raised. That's just a little bit short. Little short. A couple of bucks. Uh, yeah. Then they did it again, mm. uh, and it was a disaster. They were expecting to do an IPO uh, this week. And when they did, uh, or when the oil uh, fires started, every financial expert said, don't, wait a year. The prince now has said the conditions in Saudi Arabia are so bad that they cannot wait a year. And that IPO is going up today. They're putting Aramco up for an IPO today with all of its trouble. Wow. The world's a little unstable. A little unstable. Good thing is, our political system's not. Nor are any of the candidates that are running, you know, for the Democrats or Republicans. I mean, I think everybody is totally stable here. Good news. Good news. All right. Let me tell you about a great way to sell your house or to buy a new house with all without all the stress. Uh, finding a real estate agent can be really hard. No, no, no. I, I got a cousin who just started working. He'll, he'll sell your house. No, that's a really bad idea. You need to find somebody who is the best in your area. You need somebody who has real urgency, will respond to your inquiries like, hey, what's happening with my house? They get back to you right away. Uh, somebody who has a great track record of knowing how to price a house to sell and knowing what the price should be if you are buying. This real estate agent you can find at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. They'll respond to you within the hour to make sure that you have somebody ready to help you in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Hey, before we get to the podcast, I want to talk to you about the two million burglaries that are reported every year. And what's crazy is that only one in five homes have security. I mean, burglaries are happening all the time. And I think the reason why people don't have a security system in their home is because the security companies suck. 
They got all kinds, you've, you've got people coming into your house, they're going to drill holes in your wall. Hello, Mr. 1972. That's why Simply Safe is just tearing this business apart. It is growing so incredibly fast, and it is the best in industry. There's no contract, no hidden fees, no fine print, no drilling holes or stringing wires. Around-the-clock monitoring is $15 a month, and you can cancel any time. When other home security systems are triggered, police assume it's a false alarm and it goes to the bottom of the list. But with using Simply Safe and their video verification technology, they can visually confirm that the break in is happening and that gets the police there from 45 minutes instead to seven minutes. Simply Safe. They have a huge deal going on right now at simplysafe.com slash Glenn. You'll get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a $100 value, and you'll get the 24-7 monitoring and video evidence if somebody's trying to get into your house. So get your free HD security camera at simplysafe.com slash Glenn. That's simplysafe.com slash Glenn. We have uh, the latest on Elon Omar. This one is, I'm sure, just a coincidence as well. We have that coming up in just a second. Also, um, NBC is taking your climate confessions. I'm not making that up. They're taking your climate sin confessions. So now we have to confess sins. How much more do you need before everyone on earth realizes this isn't science, this is a religion? We have the guy who went after the religion, the hockey stick. Uh, and uh, and the guy who came up with the hockey stick said, yeah, well, you're just a fraud and I'm going to sue you. Sued him. And then uh, Dr. Ball said, Great! Uh, just hand over all of your your science your your, your scientific mathematic uh, 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 equations, and uh, and 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 we'll uh, we'll show you how you fake this. Oh well, I'm not going to sue you anymore. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. We huh. have him uh, talking about that. I want to talk to him about that. But also, uh, he says. That there is a connection between global warming and eugenics. Dr. Th- Dr. Timothy Ball in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. <laughs> it only takes, it only takes, you want to build a campfire? I'm Pat trying just, to, yes. Yeah. I'm looking for some spare wood. <laughs> just, <laughs> what happened to you, man? I don't know. I'm not used to this anymore. It's just so cold in here. Everybody is such a girl when they I come know. in. That's, I'm embarrassed ah, too about cold. it. It's too cold. It's 57 only... degrees in here. 57! It's nice. <laughs> this is perfect. You're wide awake, aren't you? I am I am awake, yes. Okay, my yes, Patriot Supply. It only takes one case of frostbite in the studio before you realize, wow, I should have been prepared. Uh, it, one disaster strikes, and you you'll see how quick... Uh, the well-oiled machine of society can break down. Life can change in a second. 
when emergency strikes, are you prepared for whatever it might be for the hurricane, for an earthquake, for a mudslide, a fire? Electricity is out for a while. Do you have food because stores will be closed or damaged? This isn't a whimsical question. This is something that every American should think of because every American is going to face some hardship in their life at some point. Be prepared. Right now, you can save $100 on a four-week emergency food package. By the way, we should find out if these float because uh, Barack Obama just bought that beachfront house in Martha's Vineyard. Right. With only 12 years left I know. before I... the floods come. Not really thinking ahead, is he? No, he's not. That was a bad investment. That's a million dollars every year now. For uh-huh. that he's, um, he's only going to be able to enjoy it for 12 years. <laughs> and I hope his food floats. Anyway, a four-week emergency food supply right now, 2,000 calories a day. That's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Four-week food supply for one person. You'll get $100 off right now. Don't ignore this. Get yourself the peace of mind. Save 100 bucks for a four-week food supply. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Ball is the uh, chief science advisor of the International Climate Science Coalition. Coalition would make you think that there's more than one scientist that disagrees with a global warming hysteria. Oh, we know that's not true. There's total total consensus on this. Apparently, except for this guy, uh, Dr. Timothy Ball. How are you, Doc? Thank you. And, and, and by the way, the use of the word consensus tells you that it's political. There's, mm-hmm. nothing, there's no consensus in science, so that, that's wrong. And by, and by the way, you mentioned Obama's waterfront property. You could argue that both he and Al Gore went around telling the world that sea level was going to rise which lowered the price of waterfront property, and they bought cheap. That's right. It is. Gorebot in Malibu. Yeah. 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 But they got 12 years before we all die. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, I saw a story, uh, Doctor, that uh, that ran yesterday, I think from the BBC, that showed that uh, young people are having to go to now therapy sessions. They're, They're starting these group therapy sessions, for people who are saying, I don't know how to plan for my life because we only have 12 years to live. This is the most irresponsible and quite honestly evil thing that I have seen. You're freaking people out to the point mm-hmm. to where they really truly believe in 12 years we're all dead. Yeah, and then you can add to that, uh, that Greta Thunberg appearing before the U.N. yesterday. It's just uh, these are all examples of child abuse, because when you start using children to push, push your message, and particularly a scientific message, it shows you that it's, not, that it's uh, uh, inappropriate. It's purely political. All right. Uh, so let's, t- let's talk about a couple of things, because I'm very concerned about Barack Obama's uh, oceanfront property in his island. <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> I'm hoping that that island floats so it'll just go up and stay at the top of the glass. But um, have we seen the sea levels rise anything like predicted? No, uh, the, the the sea level rises are, are perfectly normal, well well within natural increase. 
And, and of course, the most dramatic rise occurred about 9,000 years ago when the uh, glaciers that had formed during the Ice Age, the majority of them melted. And that caused about a 450-foot increase in sea level in less than 5,000 years. Since in the last 3,000 years, there has been a gradual, but very gradual, like two millimeters a year increase. But that's, again, because the world's continued to warm out of the last last Ice Age. Yeah, so when all those glaciers, though, melt in, you know, Alaska and every place Greenland. else, Greenland, we're all dead. <laughs> yeah, but... But this is this is what what they're doing. They're taking the volume of of ice in those glaciers, uh, calculating how much water that is in volume, and then adding that to the current sea level. That does, that's not the way it works at all, because um, as as the ice melts, uh, well, first of all, at least three quarters of the ice in Greenland and Antarctica is already below sea level. So it won't change the level at all. And then ice, mm. uh, ex- water expands when it uh, freezes by about 7%. So you can take another 7% off of that. Yeah, but you in can't fact, prove that yeah. with just a simple glass of water with ice in it. <laughs> no, of course not. No, no. That, that, that's only something they would do in grade 8. I mean, come on. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but, but uh, th- this, is the, this is the simplistic things that they do. As I said, just simply adding all that water to the current sea level and then putting it out there uh, people like Al Gore they they should be held legally liable for the for the scientific lies that they're telling i i think for the lives that they are destroying as well yep. i mean that people yep. are ju- this has become a religion uh yep. and it is frightening i don't know if you saw but nbc is now taking your climate sins you can confess your climate sins uh, to NBC. For some reason, you would think that they're the high priest of this, but uh, I find this amazing. If, if I went on there and said, my sin is that I don't believe that humans are causing climate change, is that a sin? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I believe that the climate is changing from anything that I can read. I don't know if I buy into... Uh, all of the uh, all of the numbers, because the the numbers, the way they have placed these weather stations is ridiculous. Some of them are on roofs. Some of them are in parking lots. They don't have any in the mountains, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, right. how do you know? Well, we don't know. And, and of course, uh, if you look at uh all of their predictions are all based upon computer models that are built on inadequate data. So the problem starts even with the data to build the computer models on. Then when you run the computer models, they make predictions. Well, the computer model is designed so that if you increase CO2, the temperature will go up. But that doesn't happen in nature. In all the records we have, temperature increases before CO2. So it's not surprising that if you... If you program or ask the computer what happens if uh, if uh, the temp or CO two goes up, they say, "Oh, the temperature goes up," but that's not the reality. And if you look at every single forecast with every computer model that's been made by the UN since 1990, every single one of them has been wrong. I mean, these are people that can't even forecast the weather for five days, and yet they're telling you they know with with absolute certainty what's going to happen nine, uh, fifty, and a hundred years from now. Do you think we ever learn from the past? I mean, they've been doing this since the 1970s, and Paul Ehrlich, who is still, some reason or another, considered an expert on this, they've been wrong every time. When does this end? When do people finally say, 
you know, I think I'm being used. Yeah, well, of course, Ehrlich uh, created the first Earth Day, and he did it on April the, the 22nd in 1972. Well, April 22nd happens to be Lenin's birthday, and that should tell you everything about what, what's going on here. If you, if you want to push uh, and, and demand or force a world government, all you've got to do is find something that threatens the whole globe and say, look, no one nation can deal with it, therefore we need a global government to deal with it. That's what's going on. And, and, and as I said, Ehrlich is still out there, and despite, as, as you said, all of the predictions he made on that original Earth Day in 1972, every one of them has been wrong. And in fact, if you, if you go down, all of the items like desertification, deforestation, um, all the way down the list, there's simply no evidence or data to support any of them. I've, I've gone through every single one. In fact, I'm writing a book uh, that I hope to get out soon where I take all of these issues and say, well, where's your data? There is no data. Tell, and, me, about, so, tell, uh, me, tell me about the yeah. data of the hockey stick, because you proved that the hockey stick was bogus. The guy took yeah. you to court and then wouldn't produce any data to be able to defend it. And you said, well, yeah. if it's bogus, I have to show you where your data is wrong. So produce the data. The judge threw the case out. Yeah, well, what happened was, and, and I, had, I had three lawsuits, by the way, and, of course, that raises questions about why, why am I uh, picked out, and the answer is because I'm qualified. And I'm, they can't say I'm not qualified, and also I, I can explain it in ways people can understand. But in answer to your question, in the first IPCC report in 1990, there was a graph drawn by a gentleman I had the privilege of working with by the name of Hubert Lamb. And what it showed was a, a warm period around 1000 A.D. that was warmer than it is today. And then the temperature declined down to 1680 when it was much colder than it is today. And then it's been warming since that time. Now that, of course, uh, that warm period a thousand years ago contradicted what they were saying. They were saying that, oh, the world's warmer than it's ever been. And people like me were saying, well, what, what about this diagram? What about these, this, all this data and, and all the research that shows it was actually much warmer a thousand years ago? And so, um, and, and prof a professor by the name of David Deming, he said, I, I got an email from somebody pushing the false global warming thing and said, we've got to get rid of that medieval warm period. So they literally rewrote history. The hockey stick was a deliberate creation using a couple of tree ring uh, records, which uh, were, we were, were told not to use, that showed that there was no temperature increase for, uh, for about a thousand years, and then suddenly a dramatic upturn, the blade of the hockey stick in the 20th century. And of course, that uh, that diagram, just just the picture of it, said uh, stuck in people's minds, like mm -hmm. symbolism of it. Oh, look, dramatic warming in the 20th century. This is proof humans are causing it. The whole hockey stick was false. And by the way, just just to show you how false it was, the the the, the handle of the hockey stick is tree rings. The blade is is instrumental records. You never ever in science put two. Uh, lines on a graph wow. completely different sources of information oh that's wow amazing. i didn't even know I that didn't either. wow that's fascinating all right, I want you to hold for just a minute. I've, I've got to do a quick commercial for a minute, and then we're going to come back. And I want to talk to you about global warming and eugenics. You say there's a tie there. I'd like to hear it when we come back in one minute. 
going to be a long day. You've got 10 interviews to do. At best, that's 300 minutes because, of course, you uh, have to seem interested, and God forbid, at a first impression, uh, creeps into your head. You, you've got to suppress it and just keep listening. And be honest, what you're really looking for uh, today is five hours of your life right down the crapper. And 30 minutes of that is apt to be productive because you're not likely to get more than one good quality candidate. Well, that's where ZipRecruiter comes in. If this is the way you're you're doing interviews, ZipRecruiter does not depend on the candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's technology that identifies the people with the right experience and invites them to apply for your posting. And the result, you get quality candidates fast. When you post your job on ZipRecruiter, you're going to be impressed by how quickly you have great candidates apply. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. So see why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at the web address ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. The best and smartest way to hire. Ten seconds for station ID and then back. So we're talking to uh, uh, Dr. Timothy Ball. He's an environmental consultant, policy advisor of the Heartland Institute, uh, and uh, he's also a former climatology professor at the University of uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. You say there's a connection between global warming and eugenics. What is it? Well, the, the, uh, this has always been a debate that's going on, is the extent to which humans and human behavior uh, is controlled by the environment. Um, the, the, the whole idea that we have a free will and we're independent of, of environmental pressures and, and so on has, has long been a, a debate. The reality, the reality is there's a philosophical contradiction in the academic world between uh, saying that uh, on the one hand that we're just another animal and on the other hand that we're completely independent of nature and, 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 and uh, are not controlled by it at all. And so that that's, uh, of course, uh, what what this is all about. And, and, and of course, eugenics, that is the uh, the uh, way that people are born, the number of people, the number of children that people have and so on, are, are all, uh, for humans, for the most part, just like all animals, environmentally dictated. Doctor, I, I want to ask about... Um... I want to ask about the ice melt that they talk about all the time, that the Arctic yep. ice has melted, uh, you know, a certain percent more than it ever has before in history. Uh, we've got more frequent uh, tornadoes than we've ever had, fires than we've ever had, floods than we've ever had. How do you respond to all that? Well, first of all, the, the glaciers uh, are melting, and they've been melting for the last 18,000 years uh, mm. because we're coming out of an ice age. The argument that the number of, of hurricanes, tornadoes, and all the rest of it have increased is consistently shown to be wrong. There was a study just came out to, about a week ago and, and showing that the number of hurricanes has, in fact, decreased. You see this, right. the same thing with, with the fires in the Amazon. There, there were less fires over the last 30 years than they had in the previous hundred years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but that's not what you're being told. They nope. want to uh, 
they they want to uh, play up that this is part of the global warming issue, but also added to that, of course, is that Bolsonaro, the, the uh, president of Argentina, is is uh, not buying into the climate nonsense. So it's an attack on him, an attack on the whole idea in general. So uh, the, what's going on in the world right now is well within any long-term natural variability. And if I tell you, they keep saying, oh, we're going to get two degrees warmer, and that's going to be the end of the world. For the last 10,000 years, it has been two degrees warmer than today for 9,000 of them. <laughs> and, and, right? Wow. And, and so, that's amazing. So, yeah, well, you see, this is what you do with climate. You just pick mm -hmm. a period of record that proves what you want it to prove. They're right? really good so at that, you, though. They're really, really good at that. Oh yeah, it's called cherry picking, and and uh, and of course this this. So what I've just done is say give you the record a uh, temperature record over the last ten thousand years, and it completely dispels uh, what they're saying for the last thousand years. So, but wait a minute, why? I think what everybody is wondering uh, right now is. Why do you hate polar bears so much? I mean, they're on the ice shelf. They're ready to die. The poor little ice is, is about to flip over, and they're going to drown. Yeah. And the babies. Yeah, the I babies polar, polar bears are going to yeah. drown. Yeah. That's even yeah. more heart-wrenching. Well, polar bears won't drown, and the reason they won't, and by the way, I know this because I spent five years of search and rescue in the Arctic, so I'm very familiar with polar bears, but they've got two levels of, of fur. They've got a, a very short fur close to the skin, which is an in incredibly effective uh, insulator, to the point where I worked with scientists that were taking infrared po photographs of polar bears, and they don't show up on the photograph. Because wow. they don't. Really? They don't give out any heat. That's yeah. one sweet That's, jacket. Yeah. Think of that. Yeah, a polar exactly. bear jacket? That'd be great. Anyway. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then the longer hair is hollow, so they float. It floats. They can so swim. You see it, yeah, they can swim <laughs> extremely well. In fact, yeah. I've, I've, I personally have seen polar bears 80 miles offshore. Yeah, but I have no to tell you, but, okay, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> that, I mean, they have moved down into Canada because they're just trying to find food. Find food. They're they're going mm -hmm. away from their natural mm -hmm. Arctic, mm -hmm. you know, location, hunting grounds. Yeah, because there's no seals for them to eat up there anymore. Because right. the ice is so melting. They're coming down. But and of course, in, in, in once once the ice goes out in the summertime, there is no, there are no seals for them to eat. So they move on the land, and they're very very good foragers. They they survive extremely well on the land. Uh, and you could oh, you could go up around Churchill and see them on the land where they they come ashore and, and uh, have their their young uh, when they're on land. So uh, all of these things are taken out of context and, and simply are, are, are false. The polar bear numbers and I work with um, uh, with a couple of the people. Uh, yeah. uh, her name's get my uh, Crockford Susan Crockford. Oh yeah, she's the world expert on polar bears, yeah. and she she's telling me that and I know this that the polar bear numbers. In, in most of the herds are increasing. Yeah. Thank you very much, Dr. Timothy Ball. All right. Um, let me tell you about our cruise that we have coming he's up. Good. Uh, he's really good. Uh, the cruise that we have coming up, we're going to the Mediterranean. It is next spring. I think you have probably one day, today or tomorrow, to be able to get on board for this. Uh, we have just a few cabins left. Uh, you get a special party with Pat. And Pat, I mean, mm -hmm. he knows mm -hmm. parties. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You haven't partied until you've partied with me. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Everybody so says that. Crazy. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody says that. So, you know, usually the people last on board, they don't get anything special. You're going to get a copy of Arguing with Socialists, my new book that's coming out right around the time of the cruise. Uh, and you got a party. I mean, it's just a party city with Pat mm. and Stu. So... You don't want to miss Crazy. this. Get your t- Crazy. <laughs> Get your tickets now and come sail away with us. Go to comesailaway.com. Comesailaway.com. Reserve your place on this ship. Uh, we can't wait to see you next spring. Comesailaway.com. Get all the details. Ilan Omar. Ilan Omar. Ilan Omar. You know, in some ways, I feel bad um, about this whole Ilan Omar scandal um, because it forces us to play this song, which you will never get out of your head all day. All day today, you'll be. You'll be in a meeting, and all of a sudden, you'll just think to yourself, Elanavar. It's worse than Don't Worry, Be Happy. It really is. Remember how that stuck in your head? Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, All right. So I want to tell you a little bit about uh, Elanavar. You know, she has has been seeing uh, Tim Minette, uh, the Democratic political. But wait, she's married. What do you mean she's been seeing Tim Minette? That's well, not the name of her husband. She no, I know she's um, she's separating now with her uh, huh. husband. That's so. weird. And isn't wasn't Tim married himself? Tim was married Tim was as married. well. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But she's wearing the hijab, so I think <laughs> I think that covers it. That all? covers it all. Okay. That covers it all. all right. So anyway, um, she has. Uh, uh, there's been some interesting things. We told you earlier today about Dr. Ma- Beth Minat who filed for divorce from her husband, Tim, uh, submitted under the penalty of perjury. Uh, And she included claims that, you know, raise the gossipy open secret of Alana Mar's extramarital affair with her husband to a more serious matter of public corruption. Ah. The what? Ah. Don't worry about it. The divorce (laughs) filing suggested serial campaign finance violations Ah. by Omar... There have already been finance uh, violations. It's a recurring theme with Omar. Uh, In June this year, she was found guilty of half a dozen or so violations. But the divorce filing also includes a a disturbing allegation about how Tim and uh, Elon, uh, you know, just went over to the house and while mom was on vacation or uh, out on business, um, you know, they had dinner with the kids and dad introduced her and... It was a real warm, warm. Uh, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Warm, it's a warm affair. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, anyway, uh, there is one other story that I think is uh, in, in, in important here, mm-hmm. and that is her husband uh, has been fired from his job, and 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 he, and he, and here's the, uh, the 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 problem with that. He worked for uh, Councilwoman Kano, uh, and now there may be corruption here. During during the summer, according to sources within the Minneapolis Somali community, Elon Omar had been using financial leverage to prevent her husband from filing for divorce. His employment with Councilwoman Kano was quietly terminated on June 14th. 
The June 14th termination of her husband's employment is public data. Anyone can verify the information. Uh, But sources state that Ahmed Hersey was terminated following a request by Representative Omar. They added that Omar's motivation for the request was to force Hersey to become reliant upon her assets and income. For the majority of 2019, Ahmed Hersey has reportedly borne the responsibility of raising the three children he has with Omar. One source used the term abandoned to describe Elon's recent share of the parenting. Since June 14th, Hersey does not have a reliable source of income. Meanwhile, uh, Omar currently draws $174,000 for her congressional salary, uh, and she just received $250,000 advance for a new book she's about to write. Uh, Scott Johnson, September 3rd. Gotta article. be kidding me. I no. hadn't heard about the book. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, according to the article, Om- uh, mm. Elon Omar feels the heat. There's similar information out there regarding Omar pressuring Hersey to remain her legal husband. This is what was in the article. In the past three weeks, I've circled back to interview sources who I have found to be highly reliable in the Omar saga. They uh, open a window onto the scandals of the perspective of Ami Hersey, her longtime partner and father of her three children. According to sources, Hersey is telling friends that he will not go to jail for Omar. That while Omar did indeed marry her brother for fraudulent purposes, Hersey did not know at the time that she mm. had married Elmi. Uh-oh. That Omar is threatening Hersey that he would be in trouble along with her if the truth were to come out. That Omar asked him to state publicly that all is well with their marriage, even though it's completely done and finished. And that, in fact, they are living apart and have been divorced under Islamic law, although they remain legally married. Having humiliated Ahmed Hersey by her affair with Tim Minette, Omar now wants Hersey to perform public relations services for her to suppress the scandal. Hersey has maintained his silence through the scandal so far. One may infer that there's good reason why Hersey has never spoken up on Omar's behalf in any of these scandals. Hersey's knowledge of Omar's conduct mm-hmm. is knowledge of her wrongdoing. That's uh, not a problem, though, is it? Hold on, Omar. Eventually, the truth's going to come out on that. Uh, eventually. Mm-hmm. But how much damage uh, will, will she, she do have, in the meantime? Will she do in the meantime? I mean, this is a woman who I believe is... Uh, connected to extremists, Islamic mm-hmm. extremists, and uh, she is poisoning the well. She is getting away with things that no one else, no gay woman would ever get away with. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. would get, I don't care what protected class you're in, nobody would get away with what she's getting away with. And uh, it's it's shocking. And I think she has protection from, you know, the the... The allies of the Muslim Brotherhood. That's that's what I read in it, but mm. I don't know. I think we should probably have an investigation, but then again, that's uh, probably not going to happen. Well, no, she's a Democrat. That won't happen. <laughs> no. You know the the uh, M1 ball is going to happen earlier than it normally does this year? It's at the, at the Omni Hotel here in Dallas on October 26th. We always have a great time at the M1 ball. And this is the event that pays for all of the 
stuff administration that nobody fees wants to pay for. And, yeah, all that stuff. This uh, is uh, the M M1 ball uh, is something that we do every single year to pay for the lights and the employees and the accountants and the everything else. Um and because I want to be able to say to you when we're raising money, every single dime goes to whatever it is we're raising it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no other no other group really does that. And we find it very, very important because when somebody is activating your heart, you want to make sure that that everything that you are intending it to go to goes right there. Yeah. And so we have this uh, once a year and we would love for you to attend. All of us are going to be there. All the Blaze people are going to be there. Uh, all of your favorite characters, uh, Donald Duck and Goofy and Jeffy will be there. Um, it's uh, mercuryone.org slash M1 ball. My wife and I are hosting uh, this year and uh, we would love to invite you to come to the M1 ball. You can get yeah. your tickets now. Uh, at uh, mercuryone.org slash m1ball. You can also uh, get a raffle ticket. They're just 100 bucks, and if if your name is pulled out of the out of the hopper, you could win a brand new Mercedes. Right, and Beautiful. it's... Beautiful. Your chances of winning, I think we usually sell about 2,000 tickets, I think. It was around that last yeah. year, yeah. Uh, and so your chances <laughs> of winning are really actually pretty good, uh, and usually the people who don't go to the ball win. I don't know if we've ever had a winner there. Yeah, I don't think um, so. And this time we are giving away a new Mercedes, but this is the... Man, it's nice. This is the brand new Mercedes. The, Mercedes has completely redone uh, their cars. Super all the high tech, tech. Yeah, all of the tech in the Mercedes for 2020 all super high tech. The dashboard, have you seen the dashboard of this thing? Yeah, I was in it yesterday. The dashboard goes all the way across... Uh, and so cool. this car is speech activated and not like, oh, wow. Not like, you know, call home, calling Paul. Wait, no, no. Call, call home, home. calling mom. No, <laughs> call home, calling David. What? <laughs> I just hate I that. Hate that. It drives I hate me that. out of my mind. This is. This is the next generation of speech recognition, and it's normal speech recognition. So, in other words, you can get in the car, and you can say, I want to go home, uh, turn on the air conditioning to 65, and call home. Wow, that's cool. And it will do all of those things. That is cool. Yeah, it's, it is state-of-the-art. You, you turn on the blinker, and you want to get into a lane, it will tell you when you can. You don't even have to look back behind you. Nice. Lane clear. Change lanes now. Like that. Yes. Yeah, it's really that's nice. It's awesome. It's really nice. So 100 bucks, you can get a brand new. In, in fact, the guy who won it last year, I think it was last year, he said his daughter called him that morning, and he was listening to the show, and he said, I got to enter that. And his daughter called him about an hour later and said, Dad, my car just broke down. I need a new car. And he said, don't worry, honey. I got you a brand new Mercedes. Uh, and she said, nice. what? And he said, yeah, I just bought a raffle ticket. And she kind of <laughs> laughed and rolled her eyes. He won. He won. So she came down last year with him, wow. and they drove away in the brand new Mercedes. So it's a good chance that you're going to win this time. Um, go to mercuryone.org slash M1ball. We would love to have you in attendance for our ball, uh, but uh, also we'd love to have you buy a lottery ticket. Help us do the things that we do um, and pay for the lights and the airplane tickets and everything else that we might need 
to be able to be the first responders, to be able to be uh, the people down on the ground that actually are saving the slaves all around the world. Uh, but especially with the Nazarene Fund, everything comes out of this. So when I go on the air and say, hey, we want you to uh, donate so you, we can save this particular person, you know that every single dime goes to that. Help us out, if you will, mercuryone.org. Come to our M1 ball, mercuryone.org. Our sponsor this half hour is uh, Real Estate Agents I Trust. Uh, you know, it would be great if, if everybody in your day, you were honest. How many conversations do you have every day that you think are completely honest? And not on your side, but the people you're dealing with are mm. like, Oh, no, totally 100% on the up and up. <laughs> That's scary, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Scary. Anyway, you don't have to worry about uh, the real estate agent. If you don't have a great real estate agent to sell your home or to help you buy a new home, it could be a real hassle. And I know this from experience. It's why we started realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a free service to you, and it is. it was born out of frustration but then I started doing work on another project with these real estate agents. They're the 500 best real estate agents in the country, the most successful real estate agents in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. And I started doing work with them. And I, so I got to know them and I was talking, how do, how do you, I mean, how do you even know what a good real estate agent is? What do you look for? Well, they told me and I realized, wow, that's a continuing pattern. If you have those traits, you're going to be good. So we started looking into it, and it's true. If you have those traits, you're probably the best in your area. So we started looking for the best real estate agents all around the country, and they have signed on now with Mercury uh, and realestateagentsitrust.com. So when you need a real estate agent to buy or sell your home, you need somebody who has those traits. You need somebody who knows how to price a house, whether you're buying or selling, and they and you have to be able to trust them that they have the urgency that you have. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Find your agent there. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glimbeck program. So uh Beto, uh who is just a favorite son of the great state of Texas. I mean everybody Everybody here oh, loves love him. him, just loves him. And we're all ready to hand our guns over to him. Um, but uh, he was he was uh, in on an interview uh, on CNN and uh, he was he was asked by Chris Cuomo, you know, about this gun thing. Uh, you still want to take away everybody's gun? Here's what he said. Are you, in fact, in favor of gun confiscation? Yes. Yes. When it comes to mm. AR-15s and AK-47s, weapons designed for use on a military battlefield. And I don't want you or mm. anyone else to get into the fear mongering that <laughs> some have fallen prey to saying that the government's going to come and take all of your guns. What we are talking about exclusively Wait. is weapons what? of war that have no place <laughs> in our I hear you. no place on I our streets you. and should remain on the battlefield. Mm. I hear you. We'll talk law first and then politics. It's not about fear-mongering. You just said it, Beto. You said you're going to confiscate guns. <laughs> Are you for gun confiscation? Yes. I mean, 
Even Fredo gets pissed off when they're there. <laughs> this is nuts. This is it nuts. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I don't want you to get into into the fear mongering that we're coming for all of your guns. We're just coming for some of your guns. No, see, we didn't have a caveat on that. When we said right. you're coming for our guns, we didn't necessarily mean only some guns. We meant any of our guns. So dis- disingenuous. He wants to have it both ways, and you can't. By the way, the AR-15 was not designed for the military. No, it wasn't. The M-16s were designed for the military. It's the same company. It's Armalite. Armalite made the AR-15s just because. Yeah, they made those in the 1950s, and they made them. They were the modern sporting rifle. That's what they Mm -hmm. were called, the modern sporting rifle. Well, people loved them, and that's when the military said, well, can we make these? Can you give us a version? Yeah. And they did. And they, they created did. a special version for the military, the M16. Right. So so it's another lie know. from that guy. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm so tired of the lies. Well, but he's not lying about it. Don't get into the conspiracy No, that's right. That I'm sorry. I, he's going to steal all our guns. By the way, um, I don't know if this is good news, uh, but have you seen since he made that... Uh, declaration have you seen his poll numbers down to one percent now yeah he was at four down to one i think it was actually wasn't he at eight and then four and now one something in, like that or he was at in the four very, and then two and now one the highest i think i saw for him in the in the close to the beginning was 13 percent yeah but i mean recently, recently i think yeah he yeah, was either eight either at eight, eight, eight or four yeah uh and uh and it was cut in half overnight and it is still falling yeah so he's connecting with the american people (laughs) he's connecting so he's not saying that he's going to come and confiscate your vote he's just saying (laughs) that he's working with google to make sure that he wins but that that's don't get into the conspiracy completely different thing you're listening to glenn beck